1: Thank you for joining us on Easy's Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Uh, just a month or two ago, we thought we had conquered COVID-19. People were getting vaccinated, new cases were going down, and we had pretty much stopped wearing masks and social distancing. But here we are now dealing with the Delta variant, more contagious than the previous variant, and the country is seeing a huge surge in cases. And guess what? We're number one. Not the number one we want to be. Florida leads the way with the most new cases daily of any other state in the country. Now, someone who has been working to turn these numbers around is Cheryl Hargrove Howard, CEO and founder of Ingenuity Promotions. I'm very happy to welcome Cheryl. Congratulations on your 20-year anniversary with the company.
0: Wow, thank you so much, Ellen. And I can't tell you how honored I am to be a part of this conversation with you today. I'm thrilled because
1: we met at a webinar about the surge in COVID-19, and I was so impressed with your plan for what you called flipping the script that I said, you've got to come and talk to us. But first, if you don't mind, I know you're marking your 20th anniversary as founder and CEO of Ingenuity Promotions. Tell me, why did you start the company and what keeps you going?
0: Wow. Well, you know, I can't believe that we are nearly a month away from celebrating year twenty. I've always enjoyed creating, though, even as a child, coming up with ideas, concepts, producing these small events. And uh, after college, I actually took some time to pursue my acting career. Oddly enough, my agent asked me if I was interested in working on the Florida Tobacco Pilot Program that you may be familiar with as the Truth Anti-Tobacco Campaign. Yes. I booked that job. (laughs) Yes. So I booked that job. And for the better part of a year, I traveled around the state of Florida in the Truth truck talking to 11 to 17-year-olds, sharing the truth about the tobacco industry. I also worked as part of the promo team in radio and for alcoholic beverage companies. Then one day I shared with my manager that I wanted to do what she did. I like the idea of creating the events, organizing them, and using ingenuity, if you will, right. to, see what I did there, to create solutions or problem solve. And as luck would have it, she was moving to Los Angeles and her position would be available. So I worked as the South Florida marketing manager, but also traveled around the U.S. and even Mexico with the company, producing parties for charities, film festivals, concerts and sporting events. But after two years, I decided I wanted to stay local and run my own business to keep it small, but make a big impact. The funny thing is, though, Ellen, with my first client, my territories were everything but local. <laughs> oh, I established no. teams, right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> of course. I, I established teams in South Florida, Atlanta, Detroit, Oakland, and New Orleans. Um, I'd say that My parents owned businesses in Fort Lauderdale on historic Sistrunk Boulevard. My father owned Spin City Records and my mother Lacey's Backdoor Beauty Salon. Right. Oh, do you know these? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I spent lots of time in both of their businesses growing up. I mean, they were in the same plaza. So I went back and forth throughout the day. I witnessed them running a business up close and personal. I watched them do everything like inventory, marketing, sales. But what's interesting is that perhaps the biggest lesson I absorbed was customer service. Now, I was an adult before realizing that customer service was a part of the business, not because it was a missing element in their businesses, but purely because interacting and socializing with people was who they were. They enjoyed being around people at work, at home, even in the grocery store. I mean, my parents truly met no strangers. Wow. And I Right? Yeah. And I'd say I'm, I'm much like them in that regard. My dad would probably say I got it honest. So grassroots marketing and promotions is all about engaging people from your client to your intended audience. It was a natural fit for me. And I'm really grateful to have clients that continue to believe in me and the Ingenuity team, like Eric Gudger from Brown Foreman or Frank Tomero from Western Sun Distillery and Ahmed Leva from William Grant. I am constantly motivated to try new ways and unique ideas to bring the brands to the customer and have people enjoy their experiences. Which kind of lends itself to when I decided it was absolutely time to take on social issues. The one most important to me at this time being this pandemic and COVID 19 and how many lives it has claimed and how many lives it's continuing to claim.
1: Yes. Perfect. I love the way you talk about things and the ideas you come up with. I heard several of them when we were at that webinar and I was just yes. yeah, really, it is, it's ingenious. You have a knack for coming up with ways to express things. And as you talk about something I learned from my father about business, it's relationships. It's all about making relationships, whether it's with a client or a customer or someone that you're trying to help. And that's how they trust you And what you do. And when we're talking about COVID 19, that trust is so important because there's been so much misinformation that's been out there. In fact, I believe it was the Broward mayor who said they had tracked back the misinformation to 16 people, just 16 people and their bots that were responsible for all of this misinformation. But it's very difficult for people to know how to distinguish between what's real and what's not. Absolutely. So you've taken this on, understanding that Florida has the highest daily new cases since Delta came into the picture, and you've created a couple of initiatives to counter the surge and also counter the misinformation. I would yes. love for you to tell us about Flip the Script, and this is one of my favorites, Vax-a-Nation. Yes. Yes. Thank you
0: so much, Ellen. Well, you're right. As I shared during the webinar, Flip the Script and Vaccination is a documentary on a mission to save lives from dying of COVID-19 with an integral component being the virtual candid roundtable holding very necessary conversations between healthcare professionals and the communities they serve. Now, we not only address the general lack of trust in medicine, but we also acknowledge that history specifically presents reasons for hesitancy towards medicine and taking the COVID-19 vaccine today even, especially in communities of color. So we are flipping the script by changing the approach. I call it the REV method. We share with respect, empathy, and validation. There's a wise man and major influence in my life that told me years ago, while caring for my father who has Alzheimer's, meet them where they are. And that's exactly what we do through truth and transparency. We're empowering our communities to make more informed decisions about the COVID-19 vaccine. So the co-producers of the Vaccine Roundtable were Dr. Linda Green of Green OBGYN and Associates in MedSpa in Coral Springs, Florida, and physiatrist Andrew Logan. Through their passion for saving lives, we were able to bring together doctors Erica Dudley, a psychiatrist from the VA, Dr. Carol McKenzie, also an OBGYN out of uh, Dr. Green and Associates practice. We had Dr. Juan Carlos Rondon, who's board certified in internal medicine. In Miami-Dade County, he's a certified principal investigator in clinical research and a hospice medical director, as well as in Broward County, has a primary care practice specializing in internal medicine and a hospice care practice with a focus on infectious disease. So I was inspired, right, to create Flip the Script because, well, I'm sure like yourself in most of America, I was watching those numbers rise. It was numbing to me. That those numbers were jumping like daily, weekly, monthly from 10,000, 20,000, 40,000, 100,000 people. We're talking 200 and 300 and 400, 500. And as of today, because I check it daily, the CDC reports that 611,791 people people have died from COVID 19. These are people we're talking about. So I visualize. People, husbands, wives, mothers and fathers, children, grandparents, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles, cousins, friends. Then you saw the visuals of body bags again carrying real people. Mm -hmm. I was despondent about the number of lives lost and the sight of those body bags and the necessary shutdown. And although I was in support of it, it was further disconnecting us from those we love at a time like this when we may have needed it the most. So it was time for me to take a step even if in my mind it was a baby step. Right. And I thought, you know, like, what would that step look like? And then the vaccine became available. And after the first phases of the rollout, you saw the decline in vaccinations, especially from the younger communities. And that misinformation that you talked about that was spreading like wildfire and Mayor Geller, and and I think he also quoted that, you know, the president's uh, administration saying that, yeah, there are 16 sources that we can actually point to that are responsible for that misinformation. So, here we are. I can keep going over numbers, but please continue to ask me questions and and I'm here to answer. Well, with these
1: virtual roundtables, with these candid roundtables that you are putting together with healthcare specialists and individuals, what are some of the reasons that you're hearing that people don't want to get the vaccine?
0: Oh, the main ones were the microchip response. There were uh, large concerns about fertility Uh, also concerns about becoming magnetized. Uh, There were concerns about the FDA pushing this through too quickly and um, also that it's going to give me COVID. So there was a a myriad of questions and and we've had some, um, believe it or not, concerns or fears about getting a needle. People are afraid of needles. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. That I actually understand. The microchip You know, I just feel like Bill Gates has much too much else to do than to bother (laughs) microchipping. And honestly, if anyone's worried about that, anyone who has a cell phone, guess what? Everybody knows where we are anyway. We're already essentially chipped. So it's not in our body, but if you're carrying a cell phone, you can be tracked anywhere. And I don't say that to put fear into you. I say that to eliminate the fear of the vaccine, which has been proven to work. Absolutely. And I'm going to borrow that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So how do you answer those questions when people ask you about things like microchips or fertility or becoming magnetized? You know, I would look around and say, okay, all of these people have vaccines. Are you drawn to them? Are they drawn to you? (laughs) You know, it's some of it. I get that it's hard to know what the truth is, but some of it is really common sense. But so how do you answer those questions respectfully?
0: Great question. And again, I'd answer through the REV method with respect, empathy, and validation. So respect by building rapport, by actively listening to their concerns about getting the vaccine, letting people express their anger, their fear, their mistrust and doubts, and clarifying what you heard them to say. Verbally sharing that you understand and the nonverbal cues that show you're not here to judge the empathy, being able to share the feelings of that person through story. Physicians share their personal experiences or what they've witnessed in healthcare, confirming that they can truly relate to some or all of the fears. And uh, lastly, validation. We're affirming that feelings are worthwhile, that their feelings are worthwhile. And then you share the truth, the facts, the real data, their real data. So when it came to the uh, FDA pushing this through too quickly, one of our physicians, Dr. Rondone, shared, everyone's complaint is that the government is trying to give us meds that haven't been tested well and they're going to use us as guinea pigs. Even some physicians had this complaint he shared, some of his own colleagues, and that they weren't going to get the vaccine because they're not sure. Well, if we looked at the history of clinical research and clinical trials and even the Tuskegee experiment and other samples of mistrust by people toward the government, yeah. well, then that is a logical reaction, right? It's, it's very logical. Yeah. But- Here's what he said that like basically knocked us all off of our feet. This disease is here to stay and we have to be cognizant of that and that the vaccine had to be proven. And he's involved, like I said earlier, in clinical research and the FDA only requests to be more than 50 percent effective. So with the vaccine for Pfizer and Moderna. When they applied for emergency approval, they only needed to be 50% safe. But we all know that they're almost 100% with 95 and 94% efficacy and even 90% with the, um, I think it's Novavax he mentioned, that was seeking approval. And even with J&J, with the benefit being the one-dose shot when there were concerns about thrombosis, what was amazing is that the FDA shows their support for the health of the community, the health and safety of the community by actually pausing that vaccine right. until further study right. took place, right? So we, they are concerned about our safety. And regarding the microchip, there is an anti-vaccine movement out there. We just just, you know, we just talked about that and there are conspiracies about the government putting chips in our bodies. So, you know, as as Dr. Rondone said, we as physicians, scientists and practitioners have to convince the general population that it is not founded, that there is no data that supports this claim. Other physicians, like uh, I think you and I were on one of the panels that Dr. O'Neill Pike was on, and um, he shared that, hey, I took the vaccine. My family took the vaccine. My daughters have all taken the vaccine. I would not take anything and certainly not give it to my loved ones if I didn't believe it was safe. Dr. Linda Green shared that she's waiting for the day that the vaccine can be given to her five-year-old granddaughter, Right, you know. So, you know, there are reasons why some patients from the general population are scared. There is a history of discrimination. There is a history of abuse of clinical research, like you mentioned, the Tuskegee experiment. And that's why minorities are scared to participate with clinical research. But one of the things that the FDA did with this trial of vaccines is that they required it to be inclusive, which means they required a certain number of minorities to participate in the clinical research because they wanted to have a sample of the population And we have to understand, for example, that the Pfizer vaccine, there were 40,000 people that participated in that one, about 30,000 people for Moderna. And now the vaccine is in the general population, which is, of course, different from the clinical research. But we have to actually convince the population that we need herd immunity and we need to be vaccinated. And we've proven that isolation alone doesn't work because you can quarantine people like we did initially. And once they go out and they're going, they're getting contaminated. Right. So we not only have to educate that we get vaccinated, but we also have to educate the population to follow the social distancing guidelines, wearing your mask, washing hands. You know, he shared with us that uh, some of the colleagues on our call and, and many people around the U.S. have noticed that influenza last year, around 2020, around this time, there were like 400,000 people infected with the flu. This year, there's only about 1000 people in the whole system at the same time of the year. So masks have prevented the spread of respiratory diseases, one of the other questions or concerns was about fertility. Well, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has made bold statements regarding the vaccine, which is unheard of. It claims linking COVID-19 vaccines to infertility are unfounded. I'm quoting right from the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology and have no scientific evidence supporting them. They recommend vaccination for eligible people who may consider future pregnancy. They also strongly recommend that all eligible Eligible persons receive a COVID-19 vaccine or the series for those that are too shot, right? Series mm-hmm. that OBGYNs and other women in healthcare, other healthcare practitioners lead by example, You know, by being vaccinated and encouraging their patients to be vaccinated as well. And that pregnant women, this is a big deal. They're considered the most vulnerable of the populations, right? Pregnant women. So that these individuals be vaccinated against COVID-19. That lactating individuals be vaccinated against COVID-19. And that no vaccine-related adverse effects on female fertility, embryo-fetal, or postnatal development exist. And as far as you will become magnetized, well, this is personal. I had a relative. I knew he was concerned about getting the vaccine. But with the Delta variant and the surge, especially in Florida, he went along and got it. So I asked, well, how do you feel? Uh, Do you feel magnetized? He said, (laughs) well, you know, he's like, well, did you look at the videos? He's saying this to me. Did you watch the videos? These videos are really convincing. I mean, these magnets were sticking to people. So you know what my question was? Did you try it out? Right. Did you put a magnet up to your arm? And he's like, yeah, I said, so did you win or did you fail? <laughs> he said, I failed miserably. It just <laughs> kept falling off. It kept falling off. I was like, so don't trust everything you see. Videos can be manipulated and edited and, and we have to think about those things. Yeah, you know? I've,
1: I've seen a number of the videos about the vaccine and about a lot of other issues that were going around in the last several years. And they are extremely well produced from yes. the standpoint of creating a product. And they have the scary music and the scary voice that's going, oh, today yes. something terrible will happen. Happen. And I understand how that speaks to people's inner fears. It's just, it gets inside you, but you have to look at who's created it and who is spreading it and then say, does this even make sense? Let me research this and find the facts and see if it backs up.
0: I agree with you one thousand percent. You know, um, a wise woman said, "Trust but verify," uh-huh. and there's there's the reality. We can trust but verify the science. There's documents supporting it. There are evidence. There are trials. There's data. But somehow, I've I've even watched a video that talked about the. Uh, zombie apocalypse. And I thought, wow, this person never mentioned their name unless I missed the entire video. They never said who they were or what validated gave them credentials. And then when you look at the CDC supporting the zombie apocalypse, I wonder how many people actually went to the CDC or even Googled that information to see what this was about. And so there is information about the CDC and the zombie apocalypse, but you know what it is if you actually just read a little further because I believed in verifying, right? Mm-hmm. It's that There was a campaign that was created to educate young communities, youth, like school-aged children about diseases, about pandemics, right? Endemics, etc. And the contest was to create these stories about a zombie apocalypse. It was uh, purely fiction. Right. It was purely right. fiction. But if you don't verify the information you believe, especially if you put CDC and zombie apocalypse in Google, you'll see that there is an actual thing. But if you don't read any further, you, too, become a believer that this person who doesn't say who they are or get any credentials, that they know what they're talking about. So trust but verify.
1: That may be one of the most important things that you just said about reading beyond the headline, because you can look at a headline on any social media And then if you read the story, you find out that the actual story is the complete opposite of what the headline says, and it's because they want you to click. If they get clicks, they get advertising. So a lot of this is about educating people. How are you reaching out to the community to spread the word and answer these concerns and let them know that it is safe to get the vaccine, with admittedly the exception of certain people with certain kinds of... Morbidities?
0: Absolutely. Well, first, I just, uh, and and I'll quote from a friend that said, Don't mind your own business. Have these real conversations. It's not time to stay in your own lane and mind your own business. It's time to get pretty nosy. And so have these conversations with your family and friends. That isn't how it initially started. I'll back up here and tell you that when it came to hesitancy, I recommend that people you trust, that you ask people you trust that have taken the vaccine first. So first your physician, then your family and circle of friends. So early on, the vaccine was so new, in my mind at least, I too was hesitant until I learned more about it. So I asked questions to my friend and like I mentioned earlier, co-producer, Linda Green, who also happens to be a physician. When she took her first dose, I was nosy. I checked in regularly. (laughs) How are you feeling today? Like what side effects are you experiencing? The same thing after her second dose. What does it mean if you have these side effects? In fact, that I was able to have these candid conversations with Linda, I thought this was that baby step that I was looking for, like I mentioned earlier. Everyone should be able to engage with the physicians they trust, especially now. And with our loved ones, it's a hot topic anyway, right? So I was listening to them. I was sharing my experience. I was sharing her experience and others. I encourage others to do the same. People talked about which vaccine they were taking, who had side effects, who didn't. I heard the confidence levels growing that they weren't Superman, well, some thought they were maybe, but certainly now they were substantially less likely to experience severe illness or death because they were vaccinated. Now, for me, at the point our father was able to get the vaccine in January of this year, I was ready also. Right. So what's good for daddy's health in my mind and well-being is good for me. Right. My siblings, Sunita, Carlton, and I, we make decisions regarding our father We decided he needed to be vaccinated. Therefore, so did I. And I couldn't wait for my turn. It was a celebration. And for me, it really was. I videoed it. Oh, wow. I, you know, I kept the, the um, Band-Aid on as long as I could, of course, you know, until you have to take a shower. Right. I wanted to keep my arm exposed and let people, yep, I got the jab, as some call it, right? Right. But, but yeah, you you don't mind your own business. You have these conversations. And how do we continue to spread the word? We utilize social media. The doctors that have joined on to um, be a part of our roundtables, they extend the information to their patients. With outlets such as yourself, I've now participated in panels with you. I participated with another panelist on our initial roundtable was Ellis Dean from BlackDoctor.org, and he subsequently invited me to other panels that he served on, which is another opportunity for exposure. And I think if I I heard your next question, you ask, what are some other ways? Um, I really think that mine is one of many, hopefully, ways that we're going to engage others regarding this vaccine and address the hesitancy that people have. It is about building trust. It is about relationships. It's about meeting people where they are. It's about sharing your own stories and listening to that of others. Really, like I said, with the REV method, respect, empathy, and validating others' concerns. And I think that we would be one step closer to vaccinating more. I'm I'm hearing that we've reached 70%, which is great. That was um, the Biden administration's goal for 4th of July. And unfortunately, it wasn't met then, but it looks like it's met now. But not in
1: Florida. We have not reached that And particularly in Miami-Dade and Broward, we have the highest number of new cases and we are not getting vaccinated at the rate that we need.
0: And that is, you know, I think that combined, when you talk about the state of Florida, there are 39,179 deaths. Again, that's people. But when you think about Miami-Dade, Broward and Palm Beach County, we make up 9,073 That's a majority of the number Yeah, is from our counties alone. I think if you
1: put it nationwide, we're 20% of the nation's deaths in one state out of 50, and we're carrying 20%. Unbelievable. Exactly. So unfortunately, we're almost out of time. But let me ask you. Where can people find this information that you're talking about with Flip the Script and Rev and Vax a Nation, and what can they do
0: to help support spreading the word? Absolutely. So it's F L I P T H E S C R I P T dot online. online. And our next roundtable is scheduled for Wednesday, the 11th, so you'll be able to register for the next roundtable discussion, which will be held on Wednesday, the 11th, okay. and you can also find information about what we've done. You can hear some of the interactions, some of the questions asked to the doctors and their answers and responses. You'll also find some relevant, updated, daily updated information regarding the COVID-19 vaccine, about our local communities, about the greater community, and uh, ways in which you can get involved.
1: Wonderful. So it's flipthescript.online. And it I want to correct. be really clear, it's not dot .com, not dot .net, dot .online. You and we'll post correct. that too, so people can find it and make it easier for them in fact, starting tomorrow, we'll have this interview available as a podcast on our homepage at easy931miami.com. You'll find it about halfway down the page under On Demand. You can listen to it, and we'll also list that website again, flipthescript.online, because we would like to see our residents in Florida and nationwide Surviving and thriving rather than having to deal with the most contagious variant of COVID 19 that we've seen yet. And they have said at the CDC that it is as contagious as chickenpox. And we do not want to spread that. So I can't thank you enough. Your suggestions and the way you're going about reaching people have got to make a change and i'm sure that you will personally be responsible for helping to to change the mindset and help people take responsibility for themselves and their health and also have respect for the health of others by getting vaccinated wearing a mask washing their hands and again social distancing until we've got this conquered All right. Cheryl Hargrove Howard, CEO and founder of Ingenuity Promotions. Thank you so much for what you are doing and reaching out to people who may not have access, may not have information. And I especially love, and I'm going to say it again, Rev. Respect, empathize, validate. If we all do that with each other, we can change the world. (laughs) I love that.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Ellen, for having me and and believing in our mission to save lives from dying of COVID-19. And if I can tell you one final point that was shared with, again, Dr. Juan Carlos Rondon, he said, COVID is here to stay. And if you do not get the coronavirus vaccine, you may eventually get the coronavirus.
1: Yes. And we know that the Delta variant has more severe impact on the body than even the original and affects younger people more than the original.
0: Absolutely. It is easier to catch and harder to cure, if you will. Well, I hope that
1: we have made people more afraid of the disease than of the vaccine. (laughs) And I hope that our audience will listen and overcome that vaccine hesitancy and then spread the word to others that we need to be responsible for ourselves and our neighbors both.
0: I certainly hope so. Thank you again so much, Ellen.
1: Thank you so much. Cheryl Hargrove Howard, again, CEO and founder of Ingenuity Promotions. The website to hear about this entire initiative is online. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. And thank you again for listening to Easy's Community Focus Where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. A quick reminder this past week, we have surpassed our highest numbers of new cases of COVID 19. The highest that we had during the height of the pandemic, we are now surpassing that almost on a daily basis, 20,000 or more people every day being diagnosed with COVID 19. So please spread the word take care of yourselves, wear a mask, get vaccinated. If you have questions about today's program or would like to suggest a topic, feel free to email me at ellen at easy93.com. Have a great day.
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.